So we're here. Yes, sir. We're here. And we told the listeners mm-hmm. that if you wanted to come on the show to agree with us, yep. to disagree with us, yep. yell at us, yell at us, say how we're not hip-hop fans whatsoever, <laughs> or say that we're the second coming right. of radio podcast geniuses, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you were invited to the show and someone has taken us up on our offer here. So, uh, Sir Love Day, yes, sir. Straight Shooter Podcast, yes, sir, is in the building. Yes, yes. Um, a little disclaimer, though. Just like any real hip hop people who start from the bottom, mm-hmm. you're gonna hear some background noise. Oh yeah, this is that super clean, pristine, hot ninety seven glass booth. Exactly. This is <laughs> this is two turntables and a mic podcast. Somewhere in Brooklyn, yeah, where yeah. sirens and and violence People and stuff happening around us for sure <laughs> all the time. <laughs> uh, two guys from Brooklyn, as Callie and Ray are off doing other things for the show, doing hitting up the strict team. Uh, we are taking up Sir Love Day on his uh, gracious uh, coming here to challenge us on our list or well, talk you. about his inside and put his stuff in a uh, little shout out thanks for everyone who's been listening to the show we greatly appreciate your support your mm-hmm. comments continue to do that as we will be hitting up iTunes real soon we're in the final stages of it getting approved yeah. so hang on tight for that uh, continue to support all the people who support us lost breed culture mm-hmm. if you're looking for dope designs you see that yeah. if you're looking for dope designs if you're looking for dope urban wear um, our logo is all done by the Lost Breed crew, so check them out at lostbreedculture.com. Also, if you're looking for a dope DJ, check out DJ JV. That's J B E E. And of course, the Straight Shooter Podcast. That's right. They might be hard to find on SoundCloud. A little takedown notice. Yeah, you know, SoundCloud got a little angry with us. We were, we were kind of showing some music and giving light to some music that was great. One of the things that I do uh, at Sir Love Day on Straight Shooter Show is I dissected some samples, and along the way, SoundCloud was like, um, copyright, nope, take it down, get rid of it, it's gone. And so, if you head to Straight Shooters, if you head to soundcloud.com slash straightshootersnyc, you'll find a couple of episodes, but you won't find the years and years of stuff going back that we've been doing for a while now. And you have been able to interact and interview uh, with some people in the game what are some of the people that you have interacted Uh, with so we've we've interviewed great producers uh we interviewed guys like ill mind we interviewed huge names in uh hip-hop journalism like jl barrow we've interviewed super mcs fellow brooklynites like joel ortiz uh we've interviewed uh up-and-coming huge r&b cats and already a huge actor uh, Tristan, aka Mac Wild. Mac Wild. Yes. Um, you know that was a good episode too. Yeah, I heard that one. It was a good one. We interviewed legends like, uh, 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 dang, and I'm running out of names. Kino, who was a, a manager uh, with Shady Records, managed Royce, managed Slaughterhouse. Uh, gave us a bunch of great stories about Detroit and how uh, he came to be. You can actually hear him being talked about on Royce's new album. Yeah. Um, great dude. Great hip hop dude. And just about every rapper in between, including uh, Tragedy Gaddafi, uh, we had come through to the show. Um, the A&Rs who helped put together the first, the second Wu-Tang album. Uh, we You're talking about language. That's yeah, Wu-Tang yeah, forever. Yeah, man. We've got, we had some great guys come through there. It's, a, it's been fantastic. you know. And what, what are your thoughts about Royce, Royce's, Royce the 5'9 mm-hmm. dropping his latest album, but right before that doing the prime the stuff with Primo? Mm-hmm. Um, for me... 
I love that Prime album. Oh yeah, from from beginning to end. I got the instrumental. I Absolutely. got the deluxe edition. Yep. I got the regular edition. Yep. And then he followed up with his own solo. Yep. And it's 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 a great album. Mm-hmm. It's not Prime. No, it's definitely not Prime. You can hear it from he released this EP mixtape beforehand. Trust the shooter. Yeah. You can hear it from Trust the Shooter that it's not Prime. It's not Primo beats start to finish. It's not you know that Primo sound and that he's not just doing prime style stuff because prime style stuff from Royce is Royce is going in his bag of punchlines of wordplay of metaphors I'm just rapping because I'm nasty and I'm gonna just show you how nice I am on this album though it's amazing how personal he gets I was Refra- kind of blown re- refreshing. away yeah I was kind of blown away by how deep and personal he gets with some of the stuff he talks about you know detailing you know his the birth of his first son and the loss of his grandmother uh, detailing some personal relationships and how he got through this and how we got through that. Talking about how he was born. Uh, that he was born with a collapsed lung and all that he learned from those moments. It's 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 really, really personal, really deep, a super revealing album that you don't get from rappers on that caliber or rappers who have that repertoire of street, hardcore, gunplay rhymes. Yeah, and Royce is one of those that I feel has really come into his own the last couple of years oh, yeah. in 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 the field um i slept on him for a while because he got lost in the oh. crowd Ooh. i know it's, <laughs> it's so many there's so it's a lot to guys. consume yeah there's a lot of guys and you know he he stuck out in slaughter yeah his yeah. stuff with um with eminem of course they stuck out but he was always there's always someone above him in those groups somehow. Mm, if, it's, mm. if it's Joe or if it's M, it's like right. if you listen to those albums, you may have gotten for other reasons, not yeah, Royce. It's not for Royce. And what, what and what I liked about the last two, the Prime and his new album, it, it gave me a chance to digest him and feel him mm-hmm. and um, and go back to his back catalog. But yeah. it, it's it's he's. Right now, someone I would encourage people to listen to. Absolutely. I'm, I'm lucky enough to say that I've been a fan of Royce and been rocking with Royce for many years now. Um, I was with him since, you know, before the come up with M, and M was coming up with him before M became famous. So hearing the success is certain, the death is certain uh, stuff, the Rock City album before that, he has, in I, my opinion. Yeah. That Rock, two, I slept on that Rock City. Rock City's fantastic. I have it. That he has, in my opinion, two of the hardest, most hip hop songs. With one of them is called Hip Hop. Yeah. <laughs> one of the greatest beats, a primo beat, fantastic, and some of the best rhymes between those two albums. He's got his classics. He talks about on this album how he wants to just get a classic and get out. I feel like he's already got at least two. Yeah, he he might be looking for a little more mainstream. Yeah. Appeal and I don't. I, and recognition, I don't mm-hmm. think that his music is mainstream, and I don't want him yeah. to do it yeah, no, no, uh, no. that way. Uh, saying that, though, you have some beef with our list. Oh, I've got some issues. I've got some he concerns. has some issues. Uh, we are talking about specifically uh, top hip hop crews. I know you. I know you reached out to me and were like, "This is blasphemy," mm-hmm. and I know for the top MCs, you were like, "I strongly disagree with <laughs> yes, what a lot of you are saying." But this mm-hmm. is what's great about the show. Right. We're not experts in this. We're not we're not on Hot ninety seven. Right, we're right. no Rosenberg. We're, and we're not pretending. We don't. We're not on publications. Yeah. Uh, we are not any of those things. We're just hip hop fans, hip hop lovers who enjoy this art form and consume it differently than everyone else. Mm-hmm. But we grew up in New York, and, we, and we have opinions about these things. <laughs> and uh, hip hop is so emotional. Who you connect with and why. Oh yeah. So 
If you don't agree with our list, come to the show. Right. Write it Let on the know. yeah. Write it on the threads. Oh yeah. And introduce us to some stuff, and we're more than happy to evaluate that. But saying that, I know you want to talk about hip hop crews because you have a strong mm-hmm. uh, opinion about the Fuji's being on yeah. Cali's list Oof. and Just Ray's list. Oof. So let's start with the Fuji. Yeah. I you know, and I say they weren't on my list. Right. And they, uh, yeah, rightfully so. And for me, it's rightfully <laughs> so. I thought it was a little. Too yeah. much. Um, yeah. It was it a great album, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But that's where it stops for me. I agree. I think uh, what I always ask people to do when they start giving these lists, I say, "Tell me, are you telling me your top, or are you telling me your favorites? Are you telling me the people who, in your opinion, are the best?" Are you telling me these are the people in your opinion that you just enjoy listening to the most? You have the most personal, emotional connection with. And then I can, you know, that's your personal favorites? I respect it. If you're telling me they're the best, then I got to argue with you. And when you throw Fuji's in the top five, or even in the top ten, then I got to take issue with you. I, I can't. Take it to task. Let, let, let me, okay, so let me be clear with a couple of groups that they would have to pass first to even get up there. Beyond, and we're just talking crews. Not even talking individual groups. Crews. Was their crew, the Fugees, better than the bad boy crew that included Biggie and the Locks and uh, whoever else nonsense. Craig Mack. Craig Ma- well, fair song. enough. Craig Mack. <laughs> and and G-Dep. If you want to count the G-Dep. If you want to incl- include the R&B groups like 112. If you want a group Total that was there with them as well and Faith. It, or they better than No Limit who as much as they weren't great rappers... They had a ton of smash records, and they were controlling a section of hip hop for a good year or two there. And they they were the one of the first group that made regional, yes, mainstream. Yes, they just took their sound and didn't try and dumb it down or wash it up or make it sound like everybody else's. They brought their sound and made it what it was. Were they better than Death Row as a crew? To include Pac, to include Snoop, to include Dre, and all the work that they were doing with corrupting the dog pound. Were they even close to comparing to Death Row? Were they close to comparing to even people that I don't, I can't stand at all, like YMCMB, the Young Money Cash Money crew? I don't like them. I don't care for their music. But compared to the Fugees, I'd have to give them a bit of a lead because they've got some better MCs. They won't. Fugees only have one great MC and two people that are there. And with all due respect to Wyclef and Prost. <laughs> Whereas YMCMB at least could say that at that time Lil Wayne was at his prime, Drake was on his come up, Nicki Minaj was on her come up, and they were doing great work for they themselves. They got Tiger. Tiger was was doing his thing, and he was very very talented as an MC. And uh, they even picked up Corey Guns, who was a super yeah. talented MC. Peter Guns kid. Yes. So Fuji's no way they belong up there. That's my motorcycle picking me up. <laughs> Don't worry about that bike. I can't. I can't do the Fujis. Yeah, I I had a hard time with the Fujis, and you know, I I could respect why people would like them in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I they had a chance to be a great group. Absolutely. Um, they had a chance, but there was no follow up to the score. Can anyone tell me no. what the follow up to the score was? Nope. There was none. None. Uh, it you in those individual albums, Wyclef the Carnival, of course, and Miss Education of Lauryn Hill yes. came after the score, but by that point, they weren't really a group anymore, especially after yeah. the Wyclef album where Praz and Lauryn were all over that album. Mm-hmm. None of that happened for Praz, and none of that happened for Lauryn. They no. were a, a group dead in the water, right. so 
lumping them together as a group after that Carnival album yeah. is probably not a fair assessment on the Fuji line. It's yeah. like saying, oh, look at, go to a Lauryn Hill concert. He, she's representing <laughs> the Fugees <laughs> right. and the refugees. No, she's not. She's yeah. representing herself. Yeah. And that's, that's my biggest issue with mm-hmm. them is that one album, and, and, the, and the album before that, their debut album, was good, but it wasn't classic. No, it wasn't. Um, it took, you had to go back. A lot of people don't even know that album exists. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people think the score was their first and only album. <laughs> yeah. Think, oh, it was the score, and that was it. But, and, and that's it. No. So I, I, I'm definitely with you with that. I don't know where they would rank. I don't, maybe top 20, but that's from right. maybe, uh, maybe in an album, top Hip hop right. albums, Maybe they might want to just focus from on beginning to end, and they had some good skits in there too. Because I usually oh, skit yeah. skips. This is one of the reasons I don't like Miss Education <laughs> and Lauren Hill. I know, I know, but I hate the interludes uh, and the and cut it when the song ends. Please make it skippable. Yeah, and yeah. I'm talking to Kendrick too. Please talk to Kendrick. He needs to because uh, give me the option. I consume yeah, music we, we a little need differently. That option. We need that option. Give me that option, or else no. I'm not listening. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with you with the Fuji's. Uh, any other grievances you had? The locks, the locks somehow got a placement alone in the top five. Not, number one, <laughs> not not with anyone else. Not number two, number three, number four, number not five. Either. Yeah. Top. Number one. Top top top. Okay. As, as if somehow. this is to you, just Ray. Locks number one in question. Why? I, I, I can't understand how the locks could possibly be number one with all due respect to their skill as MCs. If we're comparing any other use, any other categories of MCs or as a group, then they fall short to a bunch of other groups in every category. If you want to compare lyricism, then they're going to fall short to Wu-Tang. They're going to fall short to Outkast. They're going to fall short to Black Thought to, himself. To, to the Roots, Black Thought himself. They're going to fall short to a bunch of crews. They're going to fall short to Rockefeller as a crew. They're going to fall short. You want to compare their music and how good their music sounded? They're going to fall short to a ton of crews. They're going to fall short to BCC. They're going to fall short to, to uh, Def Squad. They're going to fall short to death row again terror squad <laughs> right if you want to compare success they're going to fall short to everybody again they just they were a good group a good group but as far as great they never had a seminal work that was something you could say this proves that they are legendary and their existence was always in question they bounced around from label to label we didn't know when the new project was coming everybody wants to do solo Jada feels like he's the best ever. He needs to go and prove that he's the best ever. But what the heck is Sheik doing? No one knows. No one cares. Styles is great, but Sheik is that other guy that no one cares about. When I made my top Doesn't five work. list, I always... It's a little bit of me listening to everything. Right. Even the stuff I don't like. Mm-hmm. Is also listening to things I do like, but also being aware of what other people are listening to. Right. And if I keep hearing the same things, the same artists, the same rhyme, the same, in, in the conversations, then I right. know they have made right. some type of they impact on the culture and, the, and they're worthy to be talked about. Right. I can't tell you the last time I talked to anybody about the locks. No. I just, I just, I don't, nope. I don't recall nope. when. Nope. Um, I talk about the locks when we talk about Bad Boy. And their reunion, because yes. they needed money. Right. When you talk about Bad Boy, then the locks come up. Hey, Bad Boy was but, big. Who did they but have? But the fact that you need to, when big, you talk about the locks. the locks and you associate it with Bad Boys, guess what? That was such a brief that moment was such inside. a small moment for them. After that, they were way, yep, many, they many years outside of uh, Bad Boy, and that's 
for me, can't put them in the top. Yeah. Now, Just Ray and anyone who got the lock up there, uh, we're going to meet you where you are. Right. But we're also going to be like, maybe 10 years from now, just like the way I feel about Tupac, I might change my mind. But yeah, you know enough. what I did after the first show? I yeah. went back to listen to Tupac from mm-hmm. beginning to the end. Yeah. It was excruciating at times because how much <laughs> I don't like Tupac. Yeah. But at the same time, I walked away saying, wow, this is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I kept, now I have a playlist of some of the right, stuff. Right. Not the playlist that Apple Music gives you yeah, well, of no. just the main, the yeah, main the hits. Like going back to the deeper cuts kind of stuff. Yeah. And I have been enjoying it. Now my sensibilities are a little bit different. Fair I don't enough. like West Coast hip hop so much. Not because I don't, because of my biases, I just don't resonate with the sound. I can say yeah. that for No Limit. I can say that for Cash Money. Yeah, for sure. I, their sound don't doesn't resonate with, it doesn't reach me. Fair I'm boom bat East Coast. And maybe yeah. if I grew up differently, this is why Callie's interesting. Mm-hmm. Callie West is interesting because she is a West Coast person. Right, right. She does not resonate very well with hip uh, West Coast hip hop music. Yeah. She's very East Coast, East Coast in stuff. her sensibilities. Um and, and raised straight Brooklyn. So I, I can't say I'm surprised. I'm more surprised that if you have the locks there, why was it Jada Kiss in your top MCs? Oh, right, right. Um, and I could say, I guess I could say the same thing for Wu-Tang, but I restrained myself a little bit. Right. Because <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I would just name just, five Wu-Tang just members go, as You're just going RZA, Ghostface, Jizza, Jizza uh, Raekwon, Ray. and Meth. <laughs> and honorable mention and to Deck. Yeah, right, right, right. To Deck, you yeah. know, and and so it's a combination of your fave, a combination of really being a student of the music. Right. Combination of what the word on the street is. Yeah. And you gotta see uh, what's out there. And that's what makes this uh, podcast so interesting is yeah. that we're not pretending we know anything. Yeah. We don't have the ingredients, bro. That's why you need to come and and, and beat some sense into us. <laughs> like, the locks and the, and the score and the Fuji's not so much. Yeah. Those are your only grievances you had with uh, groups? Yeah, so those those are the big grievances for me for groups. Well, so what's you your know, number one group then? So my number one group is, and, and this is, well, for me, it's a crew. Uh, oh, my crew. number one crew is Native Tongues. All right, uh, so I had them number four. Okay, fair enough. For me, their number one uh, because of the incredible impact that's a, it's a large group fair enough but if you just focus on two or three of those acts the impact they had and how much they're responsible for the, the transformation of the game and how things have changed even stuff we don't know about is huge uh, particularly what really for me part of what pushes Native Tongue so high is the presence of Tribe Called Quest and Q-Tip yeah. Q-Tip is probably the most unsung greatest contributor to hip hop in the history Agreed. of hip hop uh, people don't know this story, but number one, Q-Tip first, let me say, Low End Theory was pretty much a Q-Tip album. A lot of people don't realize that. He didn't advertise it. He didn't admit it until a few years ago that all those beats were him. Shahid didn't do any of those beats. That was all Tip. A lot of those rhymes were him. And then eventually, last minute, they were like, you know what, Fife? Let's add you in. Yeah, come on, join and You should be a part of this. And Fife wasn't really trying to be a part of the group, but it worked out. He knew the guys. They were friends, and it made it work. And there was some chemistry but there that probably there was some was long-time undenied. chemistry, yeah. you know, from knowing each other and being around. Um, but one of the things that sticks out to me about Q-Tips and, and speaks to his his importance in the game, Q-Tip in 1988, sitting around, goes by the studio. Who happens to be there? Biz. Oh, what up, Biz? What's going on? How you doing, Biz Marquis? How you feeling? Da, da, da. Biz like, hey, let me play a record for you. Biz plays for him this record. Boom. Got what I need. Instead, his version is, Oh, baby, you got a disease. He's making a joke of it. It's a whole joke record. And Q-Tip tells him, cut the crap. Q-Tip tells him, let me hear the original sample. 
He hears the original Freddie Scott song where Freddie Scott is, is screaming out, baby, you got what I need. And he goes, you need to do that. You need to turn it around. Stop making this a joke record. You have a hit. You have a great record on your hands, but you're going to make it a joke and it's never going to go anywhere. Make it a serious record. Make it a song about this girl got what you need. Be real. And he eventually convinced Biz. Biz listened. Q-Tips gets no producer credit. He gets no co-producer, no executive producer credit. Someone in the room giving his his opinion. And he came in and made one of the biggest, most memorable turnaround records in hip-hop. And that's an iconic song. Who does it? Super iconic record. And it was a part of that movement to get hip-hop videos played. Because that video was a serious video. He had his his little Amadeus moment. Yes. And he had the great storytelling. And it helped make for a great video. Huge moment sponsored by... One guy, Q-Tip. No one knows stuff Q-tip like that happens. doesn't get, as you said, a lot of recognition. I, I think Tribe does. Yeah. And I think, and and I've always loved Q-Tip and his contributions. And I said that in the first show. I thought he would have been a great producer if he wanted to stick to it. Because there's many yeah. beats that he's made for people, one one beats here yeah. and there. I'm like, wow, this, anytime... He, and, I and see I, his production credit. I know it's gonna be yeah, really good. And I know in the, in the native tongue, Jay Dilla was was Jay on that was a big too. Dude, so yep. imagine being yeah. with Ali Shahid, Jay Dilla. I mean, that's that's and the birth. Q-tip. It's the birth of Dilla. Dilla. Dilla basically is is Q-tip's son. <laughs> that, that's yeah. his. That's his man. That's his. I brought you up in this, and and Dilla is revered, and Q-tip should be revered because he's put a lot of work in. Yeah. that people don't realize, you know. But that's that's my number one. Um, for crews, I can give you my and others. So you line up pretty much with with Cali. Cali went with Tribe Called Quest. Yes. I had the whole Native Tongues because how can I choose between De La, oh, yeah, De La yeah, Soul, yeah. and yeah. Tribe Called Quest? They both yeah. mean a lot to me, and I'm looking forward to this new De La album coming out right. soon. Um, it, it, sure. it it's it's tough. How do you pick yeah. those things? Mm-hmm. Um, even even I'm aware enough, and I'm a huge Wu Tang fan. It's yeah. like, yeah, I don't know if they're better than Tribe <laughs> though. Yeah, that's um, that's a tough one. And the two songs I, I love the scenario and the scenario remix. Oh, like yeah, they're yeah. just the, they're those both those songs are so energetic <laughs> and if they get me amp. Yeah, and yeah, like if sure. I'm working out, that's one of my go-to tracks. Um, Great record. So yeah, tribe is a tribe in the whole native tongue uh, is good, and I like how you measure your own crews. Crews mm-hmm. can be a whole ensemble. Oh yeah, of different acts together, or it could be an act alone. Yeah. Um, yeah, my. And, when I looked at my crew list, it was all it was all ensembles. It was all collectives. It was all be it by record label lines yeah. or be it just friendships and things like native tongue. Yeah, we was. didn't have a definition. We didn't know exactly. We were just a whatever yeah, whatever groups comes of to people come yeah. together is fine by us. Yeah. I know I eliminated some duos on purpose because I figured yeah, yeah, eventually sure. we'll talk about duos, so I will give them love there. Yeah. But I was like, if you're three or more MCs, maybe a producer. For me, you're a crew because I'm walking <laughs> across the street when I see you. If, right. I'm myself, if I'm crossing across the street, then you're a crew in my eyes. Right. If just two of you, I think I'll just walk right. Fair enough. Uh, so that's Fair the way enough. I measured that. Yeah. Uh, but you definitely had some issues with Nas. Oh, uh, being in the top MC list, Listen. and that's a little surprising. Oh yeah, for I mean, sure. I'm not always hot on Nas, uh, but I do consider him one of the best top five in my list for sure. Mm-hmm. But I know Kylie had him number one. Yeah. I know uh, Ray and me had him, I think, number three or number four. Uh, what's your thoughts on Nas? So my biggest issue with Nas is I feel like Nas gets such a pass from criticism that 
other rappers can't get a pass on. I agree. Whereas a guy like Jay-Z, we are straightforward. We do not waste any time in a discussion about Jay-Z to go, listen, back in 96, he was doing this. And then and by this time, he wasn't doing this anymore. We don't hesitate to throw that out there if you ever bring up Jay-Z in a discussion. But with Nas, we just quickly go, but Nas, though. But Nas, though. And we don't actually stop and go, well, back in 93 and 94, he was doing this. And then that stopped as well. And he didn't turn around and find that again until the mid-2000s. Yeah. And find that one more time. But I think a big part of that is the authenticity aspect again. Is that Jay, at a certain point, especially started working with Barney's, uh, has lost (laughs) his his credibility to where his music came from. Yes, but the same thing could be said about Nas. Not to that degree. To that degree, of course you can. Not, Not to him working with certain businesses... Other than the fact but that he, he does yeah. a bunch of ads with Hennessy and everybody else. I agree. But Nas went from, I'm going to focus on this and I'm telling the street story, to he started trying to follow Puff's direction yeah. and be like Puff and be like whoever else was hot at the time and follow whatever music trends was out. You suddenly saw those trends in his music and you could have the same questions about his authenticity during those times of those albums. I, but we just give those albums a pass and go, those don't count. Those aren't the real Nas albums. Focus on... No, no, no. He, he didn't make those. Those were him. Focus on Elmatic. It was written. And then come back after That was because he was going through a divorce. <laughs> Excuse the guy. He couldn't get his marriage together. His girl was more popular than right, him. He right. didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, I think uh, Illmatic has was such a landmark album that I think people go back to that Nas in their head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mind you, when we say Nas, I mean Nasty Nas. Yeah. That was Nasty Nas. That was Nasty Nas. When Nasty Nas was Nasty Nas, that mm-hmm. was the greatest rapper of all time. Right. Once he dropped the Nasty, then it all not, fell apart. Not, that's, not so much. Yeah, and if, if I could just focus on a cat for a year or this year of their career, then sure, I could put him in that top five. But for me, I got to look at the guy's whole catalog and compare him to the other guys and for me I know my top three is locked right my top three is not moving alright what what are your top three then my top threes Biggie J Eminem in they're that not order moving. not necessarily in that order it's usually Biggie depending on the day okay yeah. no I'm the same way Biggie's typically number one but eh, sometimes M gets ahead of J sometimes J gets ahead of M right those aren't moving because for me it's really all about the full craft of an MC and I look at those guys and I say all of the skills that an MC should have, these are all five tool players. These are all guys who have it all. They've got flow, they've got style, they've got it, and they've had it their whole time. They might have moments where they were just like playing around and not being serious, and you can go that verse wasn't as great as the rest of them. But by and large, these guys were real. And these guys were incredible and they're great. And I think it would have been safe to say if Big was still here, he would have eventually hit a mm-hmm. dud album. I know right. M hit dud albums. Yep. I know J hit, hit dud uh, albums. a few dud albums. Mm-hmm. But the ones that are classics are really classic. Now, yeah, for sure. Bias is out there. I'm not a Jay-Z fan. Right, right. Uh, you know this. Yeah, and so. I, it's, like, it's like when anyone brings out... Michael Jackson to me, <laughs> I, I say, no, I go Prince. Um, I, and people think I'm blasphemous for that. I just don't resonate with Jay. Yeah. Um, and if someone's going to hold my Brooklyn flag, it, it wasn't going to be him. I just, that, that's me. Now, yeah, no, do enough. I think he's, uh, do I like Reasonable Doubt? Of course I love Reasonable I didn't know anything about the dude. Right. So when I heard that album, I go, of course it was great. At the same time, it, he lost me after that. After that, it became a little... I'm not a mainstream listener, mm-hmm. so when he started hitting that threshold, yeah. that's where you lost me. And that's my right. 
biases. Mm-hmm. So when I do hear certain parts about him, it's really hard for me to listen to it. And I can say that for almost anybody who's been successful once they hit a certain, you know. Yeah. Now, now Big has those two classic albums. Right. That's what we're making our judgments on. Oh, yeah, of course. It's it's really just based on two classic albums, a couple of features uh, here and there, and we're going, this guy's the best. Um, but with that being said, I still also put my number four and number five are typically Black Thought and Big Pun. And Big Pun... So we have a very similar list two except for Eminem. Right. Uh, and Black... Eminem, excuse me, Big Pun's got two albums. But I still take that and go, this cat... The way he was doing those two albums, he had all the tools. Oh, he was performing them at the highest level. Uh, there was no drop off. He had one of those biggest skill there. sets that are important for me: the rewind factor. Mm-hmm. I rewind all the time. Yeah, like before CDs came out, and we had cassettes. I always rewind to that. And if you if you did hear the first Terror Squad album, not the second one, <laughs> not the one without Big Pun, that's yeah, with no. Remy Ma. No, no, no. If you had the first Terror Squad album, you bought it because you wanted to hear what Pum was gonna what say. What Pum was gonna say, not Absolutely. what. And I said this in the last show. Fat Joe brought him in. Mm-hmm. How many side acts outshadowed the people Eclipsed. who brought him in? Like <laughs> Fifty couldn't handle that kind of pressure. He dumped the crew because <laughs> of it. So yeah. Um, yeah, Big Pum made a big lasting um, impact. And you know, this Saturday. Um, coming up Puerto Rican Day Parade you're gonna hear a oh, lot yeah. of Big Pun he's a staple he's of it uh, so maybe I should drop this deserving uh, podcast <laughs> sooner than later uh, but yeah uh, I, I hear what you say I'm with you with Nas I still think he's a top for me mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm I, not saying I'm gonna give him a pass I just don't think the people that could go in that top five have the body of work or connected with me in that way um yeah. Maybe in the future, 10 years from now, this will be different. <laughs> uh, one of the issues that I had with Callie's list, though, yeah. was Kendrick. Yep. I had an issue with that, too. And a lot of people had an issue with it. And a lot of people did agree with her. And also, I hear a lot of people lump J. Cole in with Kendrick as well as being mm-hmm. top five. I think both those cats are great. And Amazing. they should get a lot more love than what they do, especially radio play. Yeah. But... They're not top five. No. In my opinion. No, I don't I agree with you. I don't see Kendrick's placement there. I think part of it is the reality that these cats, Kendrick and J. Cole, I'll include him in this conversation as well. These two guys still have to recognize that right now, how they're rapping, as good as it is, is really only a couple shots in, and they're not coming in swinging with such a ferocity that you go, these are immediately top five guys. It doesn't shake the f- f- groundwork of hip-hop like that. When Biggie came in, one album in, he shook the foundation of hip-hop. All of rap had to stop and go, this guy means something. With a yeah. throwaway line, he ended the career of Kwame, who was hot. Yes, Whether we time. recognize it or not, or like it or not. I like Kwame. He was hot at the time. I didn't like Kwame after that, but <laughs> right. I like Kwame. He was hot, and Biggie just with a throwaway line, not even with a full bar. Just, your style is played out like Kwame and those fucking polka dots. And that was the end of him. Yeah. He threw Cat's careers under the bus without effort because he just changed hip-hop with that much force. Kendrick did not come in that way. Cole did no. not come in that way. No. And while they are doing what they can and they're doing it very well, I still wouldn't even put Kendrick at the top of the current class. I wouldn't put J. Cole as the number one cat in the current class. I would still have to say that there are guys who are been doing it a little bit longer than them 
who are better than them. I don't think Kendrick or Cole are better than Royce. As much as I like them, I don't think they're better than Royce. No, I don't think they're better than Royce either. I, I think they have, and this is my argument with Lauren, mm-hmm. just captured a moment right. better than everyone else. Right. Now, does that make them the best MC? No. That's my argument for Tupac. I'm like, my dude was the most basic writer Tupac was. There wasn't anything <laughs> intricate about what he said. Right. But that emotional punch, the yes. ability to draw you in emotionally, yes. uh, sometimes hip-hop misses that soul a little bit. Yeah, Tupac yeah. had that so I can understand why you will put him there. Right. But there's a, a bevy of people who are technically way superior to yes. Tupac, yep. way superior to Kendrick and mm-hmm. J. Cole. Now, saying that, once again, 10 years from now, are you still listening to that? Is it still as urgent? Right. Um, I'm interested in right. that. And I said that in the last two shows. Yeah. I want to, 10 years from now, I, that's when I will know where these cats are because yeah. the people who are on my list, they've been around longer for 10 years. Yes. I don't got no new cats in there. Not yeah. because I don't think there's new. I just, I want to see where it goes. I yeah. want to see where their music changes mm-hmm. the landscape and, or pushes it back or, yeah. and, and I don't think no one's trying to copy what Kendrick is doing. No, I think uh, nobody's you know, nobody's copying it. Nobody's Biggie going was less, copied a lot. Oh yeah, he was copied a lot. You know, nobody's following that that formula. And I think also there's a little bit of of blinders that's going on right now yeah, in sure. regards to them, where because they're hot, because they're new and interesting in the sense of just being new, what they're doing isn't being that thoroughly dissected the way we're just dissecting no. the other guys. You know, if we were to be honest about Good Kid, Mad City, as great of an album as it is, it really does fall off at the end of the album. Absolutely. The, the album is, is pretty weak. Um, and that whole non-skippable <laughs> interlude thing... That kills me. Is, it kills uh, the mood as a listener for me. I, yeah. Storytelling, I get it, but... It, it turns it from, here's an album to that you must listen to, to here is the way he wants you to force you to listen to it every single time you listen to it. And I'm okay with that. But you're good, you're not gonna win me that yeah, way. You're gonna and have that's to fine. The loss of that's that fine. decision. That's fine. It, it took me a good year after Mad City, Good Kid, Mad City came out for me to even listen to the whole thing mm-hmm. because halfway through I was like, I it's just too much, yeah. bro. Mm-hmm. It's just too much. Now mm-hmm. it was an easier pill to swallow on the follow up on How to Pimp a Butterfly, and yeah. for me that is a landmark album. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm wondering how much of that is because of the landscape we're in now. Yeah, and yeah, if that landscape enough. would he have survived in the '90s era of hip hop? Mm. I don't know. I think Big would have crushed him yeah. quite handedly. Yeah, but mm. that's all speculation. It's like yeah. saying who's gonna win, who's better. The right. nine, 93, 97 Bulls right. are the Golden State now. I know <laughs> yeah. what I'm gonna say. Yeah, Bulls all day. Bulls right. all day. But that's where I am with, with Kendrick and J Cole. I do yeah. appreciate those people's this. And uh, I can understand why younger listeners would do that, but right. as someone who's been studying this for a long time, right. I can't. I, I can't do it. And my my thing to those younger listeners, and to even even the older listeners who have this, I think what breaks it and what changes it for me is the depth of hip hop and the the breadth of hip hop that there is. After you've listened to two hundred different rappers and a thousand different albums, then it changes how much you can fall in love with some new cat. Because years ago, I was ready to crown Cannabis. We were ready to crown DMX. Yeah. We were ready to crown... There were so many cats who came in. I think Papoose was there for a second. Yeah, (laughs) Papoose had a little come-up time. There's so many cats who have come in and had four, five, seven years. We were like, man, these guys, these are the next great things. And then it was over. So we have a little bit of... and and. Longer view on it. I would say t- you take a, a Nas Illmatic, ten songs. 
Mm-hmm. Kendrick has more than that, and it's a way longer album. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, Illmatic is like 30 minutes a, a plus a little bit, like yeah. 33, 34 yeah, minutes. No more than that. Mm. It's That's all it took for him to shake the ground of hip-hop. Yeah. Where that Kendrick album... 15 tracks. Oh, my goodness. And it was pushing over... It probably was over an hour. Yeah, I think it was over um, And it was tough to listen to. Now, one of the biggest things that's changed hip-hop a lot, in my opinion, is the idea of the playlist. Yes. Yeah. And the playlist has really fragmented music in a way that's... It's interesting to see how you measure it now yeah. because I will get an album and just put two songs on a playlist and don't <laughs> go back to the album. Yeah. And that goes for anything. Yeah. Uh, and this is different than mixtapes back in the days. Yes. You get mixtapes were just used as promotional tools. Yeah, it was. Now it's like, album. yo, we that's a that. dope playlist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I think that Kendrick's music is not playlist worthy <laughs> because of how dense it is. Uh, I think it's, it's a different, but it's just hip hop is in a weird place how to how to distribute the music how to consume it mm-hmm. I'd rather get a good playlist than a good album because I don't I, I I value and I think for the most part you do MC one producer because mm-hmm. he's trying to capture something yeah versus Jay-Z with different producers, producers. and and it's it's uh, you could get it to be cohesive, mm-hmm. but it's, it's it's all difficult. You know, when it when it's done, it's done well, and you're thankful for it. You know, he's had those moments. You know, the Black Album, a couple yeah, the of Black Album, where sure. it's like, man, this sounds amazing. I mean, most of his albums are all, in fact, just about all of his albums are all done by multiple producers, and so you get the feeling, you get these bounces, you get all these different feelings, and that's great. Um, but it definitely is different in how you consume it then and now. Because you definitely used to have to. I remember sitting there on the bus with my copy of of Ready to Die tape, the cassette. Yes, the I cassette, said cassette. Yes, with the cassette tape in my Walkman and flipping it over and making sure I get through the tracks I need to get to. And if I'm on the bus and I see my bus is reaching my school, oh, I gotta fast up because I gotta fast forward because I gotta make forward, sure right. I get to these tracks before I get into the school building. And and when you translate to CD, you had the side A and side B. On the cassettes and on CDs, you can listen to it in one shot. Yep. But it was definitely set up like side one had a little story. It was yep. sounded, and then side two was different. Um, that you could go back to the Wu Tang Forever album for yeah. always being the first side being. Why is that so short? <laughs> they was, and so it's even yeah. consumed differently. And yes, I don't like hip hop albums that have twenty five songs. <laughs> You're just yeah, looking no. for a single no. in my eyes when you do that, and yeah. I'm not gonna pick up that album. Yeah, no, those are the whatsoever. albums that get no play repeatedly. You do like you mentioned. You pick up the album, you listen to it one time through, and then when you start to try and listen to it the second time, you look and you realize, oh my goodness, I've listened for 40 minutes and I'm not even halfway through. I'm done. okay. I'm just picking I'm out the two or three songs I like the most. Put them on a playlist, and I'm never listening to this again. That's right. So that's where we are with hip hop in general. And a uh, biggie story to tell on uh, life after death. Yep. When he talks about that infamous Knicks, did you yeah, get the news? He found out who it was. Where where, he, where somebody finally come out and claimed that it was uh, Anthony Mason. Was Anthony Mason. He's claimed that it, that's it was. Fat Joe claimed it was Anthony Mason. Uh-huh. It was uh, confirmed. Uh, by, I think it was confirmed by Puff later on as well in that day uh, but it just speaks how that mm-hmm. song asked the question and everyone for years wanted to know yeah. 
Which Nick player are you talking about? So it's the power of a bi- of a big storytelling. He was I, that good. I I'm happy that I know who it is. Yeah. I'm not surprised it's Anthony <laughs> Mason. Though. I thought it was him or Charles Smith. Yeah, not John Starks. <laughs> no, not John, no, no. Stark. John Starks is too short. All right, guys, boys and girls, ghouls and goblins. Yeah. Whatever you consider you, yourself to be. <laughs> Sir Love Day, Straight Shooters, SoundCloud. That's right, SoundCloud. Probably only find three episodes. We'll see if we can dig up the database somehow and get that out to you. (laughs) Oh, you guys are going to be up and rolling soon. I know you're looking for a new studio to Yeah, we're looking for a new place to record, but as soon as we get that, we're going to be back up on there and we'll put up some new stuff and we're going to kind of say, SoundCloud, we're cool with you. We're going to focus on getting it back to iTunes as we were before. Yeah, you guys are iTunes. We'll be on iTunes soon. I'm sure uh, Sir Love Day uh, will be here yep. again to tell us how wrong we are. Well, yeah. I, it looked like I've been right the whole time. <laughs> um, but thanks for everyone for listening. Uh, we'll catch you on the next uh, viewers attack show. <laughs> Probably well, be him again. Uh, don't don't be mad on my list. <laughs> and check out, as always, check us out on SoundCloud. We'll be on iTunes soon. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Yeah. And we'll probably be in your living Spotify, room soon, too. Yeah. And Spotify, yeah. If we're going to put a Spotify playlist up, uh, you can just search Crush A Lot Podcast. We have tons of playlists out. We'll get a playlist from you before you head out. We'll put that up. Um, and we'll see you on the next show. Peace.